welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody, to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. I'm back again with your favorite series on this podcast. You guys seem to be loving this series, the Everything About Blank series. This time, we fill in that blank with Everything About Real Madrid, Los Blancos. Hala Madrid. I am joined by none other than, than a true galactic, you know, is it a galactical term? A true, let's call you a yeah. true Madrid fan. Is that, that best to say, Diego? Yeah, true Madrid fan, man. I'd love to hear True that. Madrid, Real Donny, you know? Go on. What are you going to say? No, no. I'm just saying that's the best way to describe it, bro. 100%. And before I go on, we get into the real nitty-gritty of why I have my lovely guest here, Diego. Great, very good friend of mine. I've known him for some years now. The point is, before I continue, ladies and gentlemen, please do me the kind favor of downloading, subscribing, and following the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. I'm absolutely everywhere. I'm like a fly in the wall that never leaves. Like, you try to kill me, I just continue persisting and, and never dying. I'm like a cockroach. I don't disappear. I don't die. It's impossible. I'm literally, I'm irreplaceable. This is the home of the most controversial football opinions and takes and the home of elite football knowledge. Do not forget that. Every episode, i got to put that out there. That's what Stephen, the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast is all about. But without any further waffle talk that I've been just doing, say what's up to the people, Diego. Tell me about your Diego. history supporting Real Madrid. Go on. Um, yeah, well, it's been 12 years I've been a Madrid fan now. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. What do you mean lows? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, you know. Lows as in like the early 2010s when Barcelona were dominating, you know? The yeah. The Guardiola era. Like apart from the 2010 or 2011, 2012 season where we won the league. Like, yeah, we won the Copa del Rey the year before when we beat them 1-0 in the final. Mm. But it's Copa del Rey, right? Like it's not the Madrid standard. The Madrid standard is to win everything every year. So like apart from 2011-12, like those three or four years, it's pretty rough. Because Barcelona were just too good, if I'm being completely honest. But since then, obviously, we've had a lot more success, especially in Europe, which, of course, is our bread and butter. Football heritage, you know? Wow. This guy comes on the podcast. He's been on the podcast for literally less than. It's been less than two minutes, bro. It's been less than two minutes, and already I'm hearing, yeah, bread and butter, Real Madrid, bread and butter, European heritage, European football heritage. Yeah. You know, for them, the Champions League is is like they're it's like they're it's like they're um drinking a a glass of water or a breath of fresh air in the morning. You know, the, the morning piss you take, the morning brushing of your teeth. It's regular stuff, isn't it? I mean, not to sound like a spoiled brat, but I like I am like it is like we won out of what we won the three times in a row. Won it last year. Yep. Won La Decima in 2014. Yep. Like before that, we were making the semifinal every year. Oh, so man. it's yeah, it's just it's good in, times. It's in Madrid DNA. Definitely. So let's just kind of rewind a little bit. And obviously, you know, we've heard what you had to say about Madrid from the get go, which I like. Like, we get your personality right away. I think that's really that's a really good thing. But tell me about your history. Like, what made you start supporting Madrid to begin with? Like, where did it where did it all start along to become a a, a Madrid fan, a Madridista? I'll be honest. It was uh, I was about ten. It was just after the World Cup, or it was during the World Cup. I was just getting into football. Of course, I'm Portuguese, so I was watching Portugal. And then, of course, we have. Cristiano Ronaldo. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, I was like, hmm, I wonder what club he plays for. Because I didn't really follow club football when, mm. like, at a young age, right? Like, especially in Canada, like, the game wasn't that, like, it wasn't big in North America, especially in Canada. So mm. I was like, oh, let me look it up. And I was like, oh, he plays for Real Madrid. And so I was just watching, and right away I just fell in love with the way they are playing, right? Jose Mourinho's first season. Um yeah, the way they played, the players they had, looking up their history, it was just fell in love right away. Wow. I mean, for people listening, wondering, for more, or looking for more context, Real Madrid are 35-time La Liga champions. Yes, you heard me say that correctly. 35-time. Yep. 35. I'll say it one more time. 35. 35 en français. 35-time La Liga champions and 14-time Champions League winners as recent as last season when they, they didn't destroy because the game was fairly even. But we'll talk about that in a second, actually. But I thought Madrid deserved to win it overall. But they were able to be victorious in the Champions League final last year against a team that I can't stand in Liverpool. So thank you, Madrid fans. And Madrid <laughs> Don't people. get me started yeah, on Liverpool, right. bro. <laughs> 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 Don't get me started. Yeah, okay, so you too. So you can also yeah. relate to that. Okay, yeah. So I was really happy Madrid had yeah. won. They made, they made it 14 times winners of the Champions League. As Diego mentioned, they'd won it three times in a row with a former Madrid legend as their coach. Or, no, a former, he's a Madrid legend, but former Madrid player, Zinedine Zidane being the manager from 20... What was it, Diego? 2017? Is that what it is? 2016. He yeah. got hired 
just after Rafa Benitez left in like December, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. He started in January. Mm-hmm. And then, if I'm not mistaken, that's when he started. And yeah, he left in 2018 after the whole Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo leaving and him and Paris having some disagreements and then came back in 2019, uh, during the 2018-19 season after, you know, that terrible season mm-hmm. shall remain, you know, we, we're not just going to, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear your silence. I'm like, why do you get so quiet all of a sudden? I understand now. Never mind. We won't mention yeah. it. We don't go back to those over the dark days. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It was a tough season. It's kind of like what Barcelona went through last year. Just we didn't go to the Europa League. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell, just, say, say it a bit louder, Diego. For, well, they didn't go, you didn't go where? Madrid didn't go where? The Europa League. Yes, sir. <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah, no, that. Sorry, I can't watch that competition. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, you just said earlier that the bread and butter is, is supposed to be either in the semifinal or in the final or winning the Champions League. You can't even yeah. you don't even know what the Europa League is to you. Madrid fans don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know, and, and let's kind of yeah. talk more about Madrid in, in full. I'll get your take in a second. But when you look at Real Madrid, this is what we call, and I did an episode on this actually. You guys should go listen to this. I did an episode about PSG and um, Manchester City and even Newcastle recently, yeah. About teams that have money and that have that that kind of like recent injection of, of, of oil money and all this stuff. Oh, you know what you know, I'm talking about? The investment they get from Middle Eastern mm-hmm. backing. But the thing Basically is... Basically being owned by a country. Exactly, exactly. As opposed to a and particular... New, yeah. No, go on, go on. No, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say that. And the fact that, like, Newcastle's owned by a public trust fund. Exactly. Which is stupid. Exactly. I mean, I get it, right? Like, it's part of the game now, but it's just like, dude, that... It's it's an it's an insane amount of money for a football team. Ridiculous. Like, it's just crazy. Like, Ridiculous. I mean, I would add, and I'm not saying this to be to be snarky, but I will be real. The Madrid club, Real Madrid as a club, are also well backed by the government of Spain. I'm certain. Oh yeah, realize. yeah, we are, we are. Yeah, yeah I know there, you know that. No, like, oh yeah, no, like there's. I I didn't know about it either, but it was like one of my coworkers who's like also into football. He was telling me like back when, like in the early 2000s, I believe it was yeah. around there. Um, Madrid were actually in a lot of debt, so the government paid like paid off the debt by buying one of their like training facilities or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know the full details cause it's like mm-hmm. in the past now, but yeah, like obviously gov- pol- politics are involved in football. Definitely. Definitely. There's nothing we can do about it. Unfortunately. Nope. That's just how the world works as well, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Like, that's not even football related entirely either. Yeah, exactly. It's just politics, yeah. They're no, definitely. It's politics with Diego. You know, it's politics with Diego. It's not. It's not a podcast anymore. It's just politics with Diego. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, go on. Yeah, no, no, for saying. sure. I'm just going to say that um, to give more, even more of an understanding about Real Madrid and more of a background um, uh, dissection on them is that they're a team that, I mean, I would consider myself always more of a Madrid fan. If you know me, I did an episode actually with a Barcelona fan many months ago. If you guys want to hear that, you can hear that other side of the coin, I guess, of you know the Barcelona-Madrid rivalry. I'll ask Diego these questions later on as well about his thoughts on El Clasico, which we call El Crafico now because it's a waste of time. But um, <laughs> it really is. But the, what I was going to say really quickly is that Madrid are a team that really embody the true roots of what football is and what it was and what it's meant to become. I feel like there's not many teams left in the game where I can say that the essence of the sport is existing through the club's existence. And I think with Real Madrid, you get that through and throughout. With the managers they've signed, you know, with the the, you know the galactical signings they made. I mean, barring my favorite player, unfortunately, it never worked out in, with Eden Hazard. But in general, you know, the Ronaldos, the Rauls, the, you know, the um, what's it called? Who else? What's another galactical signing? Diego Gareth Bale is that one of them too? Gareth Bale, yeah. Luis Figo, yes, Ronaldo, like Arnaiz, yeah, Nazario. Um, the list goes on. Beckham. <laughs> like David Beckham. Yeah. Michael um, Owen. Yeah, Michael Owen, mm-hmm. even though he was he yeah. was all right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was um, saying there too. Any superstar basically played for Real Madrid back then and today. Yeah, and you know, I want to ask you something on that point since we're kind of shifting there. As a Madrid fan, you're obviously not a selling club. So you know when players go to your team, they probably won't leave until the end of their career. Look at Tony Cruz. He said it recently. He wouldn't play any for any other club except for Real Madrid. Can you kind of talk me through that? Like the feeling of knowing that your team's probably not going to sell anybody unless they're, they're not up to standard or they're just simply injured or they end their careers short. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, personally, I yeah, we're not a selling club. But we do sell a lot of our young younger players, but we put buyback clauses on them in case of, say, you know, they have ex, like they explode in potential and 
they're becoming a rising star, then we buy them back for a cheaper fee on like, you know, say a club like Man United where they just splash the cash on anyone. Mm-hmm. I.e. Casemiro for like 80 million. I'm sorry, that's an absolute steal for yes, Madrid. Yes, 100%. Like, but I love Casemiro. But yeah, like, I mean, I have no problem with that personally. Okay. I, I kind of like it because if you want to remain at the top, you can't be a selling club in my opinion personally. You okay. can have like, you know, your one season where you do exceptionally well, like say Ajax in 2018-19. Like they're a selling club, but they haven't reached the semifinals since that season. Yep. And they collapsed because... They sell all well, their players. Obviously, they sell all their best players, yeah. and of course, you know they all have the experience, right? A lot of those players are exactly. young. So, exactly. I mean, I'm personally fine with how Madrid is ran as a club. I like it. Of it's, course, you do. I mean, you you have a guarantee yeah. of at least a, a minimum of one type of trophy per season on, on a regular, you know, and it's yeah. often deserved. Like I wouldn't just say not only are Madrid winning trophies. But like you can win trophies and kind of sneakily do it. Madrid are a team where you kind of think to yourself, yeah, they probably were the best team in the competition. I would argue that the winning yeah. of the Champions League last season, you probably would admit this too, wasn't it was Madrid's right to be won given that it's written in the stars the way that you won it. But the individual matches themselves, Madrid, especially leading up to the final. The final you guys deserve to win. But leading up to the final, yeah. we're all like PSG, they could have lost here. You know, Manchester City or sorry, Chelsea, they could have lost here. It's City, they could have lost here. And again, Madrid with their football heritage that we spoke about and we will talk about. That kind of know-how, that experience that gets over the line time and time again yeah. to go on to win the big competitions. I think, yeah, that run was... I honestly think, like, my heart rate during those games was minimum 100 or above. Like, I was not <laughs> calm for a minute, if I'm being honest. Like, especially since I know how Carlo Ancelotti's sides are. They aren't the best defensively, mm. but they know how to attack and take advantage of it. Like. The best, like, counter-attacking goal, like, from that whole campaign, in my personal opinion, mm. was when Vinicius did that to Fernandinho, where he let the ball go through his leg and then went through Fernandinho's legs and then just beat him on the counter. Like, <sighs> what a goal that goal. Was. Like, I remember we were all in our group chat. We were like, what did we just witness? Yeah. Vinny just ended this man's career. No, seriously. Like, he told Fernandinho to retire. And he did. He did, he did he, that's his last season at City. After that. Like, he stopped playing. <laughs> yes. I think after that game, he maybe played two or three more times, and that was it. He didn't play again for City after that. Yeah, like it's he got just, ruined. Yeah, that that the whole like don't get me wrong, each leg like you could definitely say there's luck involved. Yeah, but at the same time, I think if you need to win the Champions League, you need luck. Agreed. But it also comes down to just skill, right? Sure. Like, and like I said, like you said, that familiarity of being in that position many times before and knowing exactly. how to operate in those tight, like very under pressure, adversity based situations. PSG are renowned for choking. Exactly. Back in 2016, 17, when they lost to Barca, what six one? Yeah. Six loss overall, or five one was it? I did. I think it was six. That whole collapse though. Yeah. And then losing overall, and then losing last year. They have no football heritage, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. Neither do I. They're I trying know. to buy their way to the Champions League. Yes. Now this season they are looking good. I can't deny it, mm-hmm. especially Messi now that he's in form. Yes. Like last season, you definitely tell you he's adjusting, but. Yeah, he seems to yeah. have caught his groove now for sure. Yeah, this season is a lot better. Chelsea, like, with all due respect, yes, they have their two Champions Leagues, and they are building history. Like, again, they're backed by money. They, like... No, I agree. Actually, I would say Chelsea probably have more football heritage than Man City and PSG, though. Wow. I would say that. That's a very nice compliment. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, I'm not, I'm kind of going through therapy right now, so I don't really talk too much about Chelsea at the moment. <laughs> I'll be yeah, honest. I don't, know about, I don't know about right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Definitely, I mean, as a club, yes, for sure. But as of right now, I'm just saying, okay, Potter ball and trusting the process, Arteta style, and let's move on with life. Because this season for me is a write-off as a Chelsea fan. But that's, that's, not, that's not even about Chelsea. I have a whole section on TikTok coming about that. You guys can listen to it. I won't go into detail. I could be here all night talking about Chelsea Football Club. I won't bore, I won't bore you with those details. Kind of reversing it over really quickly, Diego. You're mentioning how Messi's having a breakout season. I want to talk to you about modern-day Ronaldo, but also... When you said earlier about Ronaldo's the reason why you started supporting Madrid, did you feel like your interest in Madrid dwindled a little bit when Ronaldo had left to go to Juventus? And how did yeah. you feel when Ronaldo left to go to Juventus altogether? So to answer the first part, did my interest dwindle down? No. no. Like what? I did, I'll be honest, I did watch less games, but that's also because I started my first year of college and I was working. So yeah. I had a lot less time to, you know, watch football, whereas high school, like, you know, every weekend we're free. You finish homework on a Friday night, get it over with, and then you just watch football all weekend. Exactly. And then, like, 
by in high school we're done school by like two o'clock so we get home for the champions league games just starting time like you know we can watch those all the time and then when you're in college and you have work you have a lot less time so i didn't watch as many games during the 18 19 season yeah but especially when zidane came back i was watching a lot more games he and loves the Daniels. The second part of that question, how did high handle the Ronaldo leave? Yes. How is that, man? I think it's still... I think deep down, Ronaldo won't admit it, but I think he, he regrets leaving. Yeah, I don't know I why he left. He, I, well, it was because of the Spanish... Like, the whole tax fraud situation. Okay. The Spanish government were pressuring him and, like, you know, bring him to court. And he feel he felt like that... Florentino Perez wasn't supporting him. Okay. And he felt like he wasn't getting love from, you know, he wasn't getting help from Madrid, the club that he had been with for nine years mm-hmm. and done so much for them. He felt like he was betrayed. So he, he, he said he wanted a different challenge, which I do believe because, right, like he, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Are you, in my opinion, top two now for debate whether he's good or not? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a different competition. For a different of course, of course. But I agree. But, but in terms of if you want to be the greatest of all time, I think you need to challenge yourself in different leagues. So I could see why, like, I could believe that reasoning of him wanting to leave, but I think it's also because he felt betrayed by the club. Yeah, definitely. And Madrid are, do have a history of kind of, not kind of, they have a history of disrespecting their legends, unfortunately. Yeah, which I, that, that, and again, that, that's a consequence of being so successful, you know? And when you're a team like Madrid, yeah. that, that doesn't need, they don't really need, you've seen it, they won the Champions League without Ronaldo. We all thought, okay, Ronaldo yeah, leaves, well, they might be screwed, sorry. and they weren't. Yeah, I was just going to say, before Ronaldo came, there was a Real Madrid. There was a Real Madrid during Ronaldo, and now there's a Real Madrid after Ronaldo. Exactly. You know, like, there's they've been successful throughout time since they were founded. Like, exactly. Ronaldo was just, like, they, like, they were going to be fine. Obviously, the first season wasn't the greatest, obviously, but yeah. no, they just made proper signings. They got the proper coach in, unlike Lopetegui, who, in my opinion... Has worked wonders, but I don't think he can manage a club like Real Madrid. No. And then Solari did the best that he could in terms of providing the youth a chance, like Valverde, who is, Ooh. in my opinion, top five midfielder. No, 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 no. Freeze, 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 freeze. Diego, freeze. That is one of the best players in the world right now. Oh, yeah, I know. But you know how people are nowadays. They just can't admit when a Madrid player is the best in the world. Diego, this guy opinion. is unbelievable. Oh, I know. Oh, that's a perfect segue. Is, oh, my Lord. No, go on. Finish, 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 finish. Anyways, yeah. yeah. And then, like, giving Vinny more time, playing other young players like Lorente, who eventually was sold by Zidane, but He's very good Marcus too. Lorente is a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it sucked when he left, but, I mean, at, at Juve, apart from winning the Champions League, he was, he was a, a success, in my personal opinion. Agreed. And he did everything he could in the Champions League, but anyways, it's, we don't need to talk about that. And then his move to Man United, I mean, there's no words to describe it. I think it's been, uh, am I allowed to swear on this uh, podcast? Like, <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> it's been a shit show. That's what it's been. Like, Agreed. I think, I think after this season, he realized this is not the Man United that he was playing for back in the early 2000s, you no, know? Of course not. And when he left, where Sir Alex Ferguson was there. They had a whole different um, front office. Philosophy, like, you know. The Blazers were there, but, you know, they didn't mess everything up. Like, you mm. know, like they were, they didn't do too much. Like, it also helped when you have a manager like Ferguson. But, exactly. yeah, like, it's been a shit show, in my personal opinion. I think he should have stayed at Juve, if anything. Mm. Just because Serie yeah, I think, suits him more. Agreed. I mean, Premier League, he was good last year. I don't care what anyone says. He carried Man United last year. No, he was very in good. In my opinion. He's very good. And funny um, enough, United actually won today without Ronaldo. So it's funny that we say this because he didn't play today. He's getting ready for the World Cup, obviously. And United. I think still... it's a different... Yeah, it's a different manager as well. Different style of play. True, true definitely. I Ten Hag is a different guy, so... Yeah, I mean, it sucks that he left, but... <clears throat> I mean, it's Real Madrid, right? So exactly. we're always going to get it. Exactly. And speaking about Real Madrid, when we come Best back from players, the break, later... Yeah. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we'll be looking at uh, Diego's all-time Madrid eleven. And then we'll be looking at his favorite Madrid coach of all time, his ambitions for Real Madrid this season, which is probably obvious, but I'll still ask him that question, as well as his thoughts on the summer transfer window and many and much more when we return from the break. (music) 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, on to the part that you guys probably love the most about these episodes. And if you love it, like I said, make sure to download and subscribe to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. It'd be massively appreciated. But Diego, let's get straight into the real, 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 the real fun part of this episode that I know everyone that comes on and does this loves this loves this section. Hopefully you will too. Tell me your all-time Real Madrid 11. Let's start with the from goalkeeper all the way to striker. Or we can go the opposite way, but that's the only way I started with keeper to, to front three. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 4 through 3 is a cool formation. Which four, uh, formation, sir? 4 through 3 or you want to do a 4 through 3 one? Is that more Madrid-esque? I think it might be with, you know, Mourinho. I think, I think uh, yeah, that's tough. I'm going to say 4 through 3 is, okay. like, you know, the true, like, formation that Madrid always goes with. Agreed. But, of course, you know, they always change it up within game and stuff. But, yeah, 4 mm-hmm. through 3, let's go with that. Agreed. Now, in terms of your goalkeeper, I think that there's endless options, endless options to choose to choose from. Yeah, there is uh, so many, but it's not a debate. I think at the end of the day, it's Iker Casillas. It has to. Mm-hmm. I agree now, with that. Now, of course, Madrid have had so many goalkeepers in the past, like Ricardo Zamora, Paco Buyo. Uh, Courtois, who's the current keeper, Kaylor Navas, who was a part of the three-peat. Yo, what um, a goalkeeper. He's a legend. For me personally, I, I would have argued and said Kaylor Navas, simply because of the fact that he won it three times with Madrid and was easily one of the best players in that team. I agree, but my only thing is that Iker Casillas, his consistency throughout his whole career, and of course starting at such a young age for playing the, for the biggest club in the world and winning the Champions League so young as well. Like, it's... Just his whole career as well and what he did with Spain. Winning two Euros in the World Cup, being a prolific figure in that side. I mean, yeah. But I definitely see what you're saying about, like, with Killer Navas. I agree. Like, I think he got way too much hate. I yeah, didn't agree with Courtois first coming in. Mm. I thought Kaylor should have been given, um, more you know, more time. Mm. Or not more time, because, like, he proved himself. But, like, he should have been given, I guess, benefit of the doubt, if that makes sense. Like, he should have been the number one starter for the eighteen nineteen season. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go Casillas. I hear that. And I think for Casillas, too, really quickly, is a keeper who, given his height, was always under, underestimated because he obviously not, he's not like he's 6'5", 6'6", not 6'7", Courtois, who's obviously a giant. And to be such a short keeper but have so much flexibility and agility in goal was really, really remarkable to me. And I'll be honest, like as someone who, and you know this, Diego, I've you spoke about this many times, even when I was a kid, my appreciation for Madrid actually came came through someone like Casillas. In FIFA, I used to love using Casillas, just in general, like one of my favorite mm-hmm. keepers. Like I had, if you say, see to me, Stephen, tell me who your one of your favorite keepers are, I'd probably tell you it would be him. Genuinely, like I really, really like this yeah. guy. I thought he was just a, a legend of football, especially for the goalkeeping, modernizing the goalkeeping position. Anyways, I don't want to overspeak on Casillas. You know, no, he's a true. he's a excellent goalkeeper, like you said. Moving on to the back four. Let's start off on the right-back position. I feel like this should be a bit more tricky because you might just say one player because you've seen him so much recently in the last six, seven, eight years, but it could be Arbaloa. You know, you have the Carvajals of this world. Yeah. Lucas Vasquez, uh, maybe. That's tough. I would say if, you know, you're going to say the modern all-time 11 from the Madrid team, like Carvajal's in there, but, yeah. like, you know, all-time, all-time. Oof. That is really tough because there's been some good right-backs. I guess hmm. I'm going to say just from like when I started watching the only car, uh, the right back that I know very well is Carvajal. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say him personally, just because he's won the Champions League now five times. And he was a prolific part of all those wins or prolific figure in all those wins. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Carvajal for me is a, he's a player where, you know, it's really hard to explain this, Diego. And you probably you understand this. You watch him obviously frequently, and he used to when he was really in his you know his peak of his powers. But he's a player where I watch him, and I'm always like, yes, he's a very good right back, but he's not very he's not the most conventional. Nor is he the modern day right back you see. With I don't really want to say this guy's name, but I think he's a bit of a fraud. We saw this last year in the Champions League final where Vinicius <laughs> yeah, scored. Yeah, don't, but, don't, don't, don't. You know what I mean? But he's, no he's I won't, I won't, I won't. But I'm just saying that the the style of play is different. Like he's a much more defensively oh, yeah. minded defender. And he's good going forward, too. Yeah. I won't lie to you. Score goals. I've seen him score goals. been crucial in, in goal-scoring opportunities. But Carvajal, for me, is a mixed yeah. bag. Like, some games, he's literally the best player in the field. Genuinely, he's literally the best player in the field. Oh, yeah. Other games, I'm like, games, mm. I'm like, get him off the field. Yeah, he's looking a bit meaty today. I won't lie. Like, he might need to be I'd, shipped I'd off. I'd say that's more now, like, in the last two to three yes. seasons. Agreed. Agreed. But from 2013-14, when it was his first season back from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. And, or well, he was bought from Bayer Leverkusen. And... and 
up until I'd say the seventeen eighteen season, he was an absolute baller. Hundred um, percent, absolute baller. He was. Man. He was just yeah. There's there's no words to describe it in my opinion personally. Mm-hmm. And then, I thought he was a very good right back. No, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And he said, like, to be part of a team that wins it five times tells you you must be doing something right. You know, you must be one of the best at something. If you're, if you're playing for Madrid at the high level every game in the highest and most important competitions, it's for a reason. Yeah. You know? I agree. Moving on to centre-backs now, the two in defence. I think one of them, I won't even say his name, it's Mister. It's El Capitano. If we don't think it... it and I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I know I know who one of them is already. It's obvious. If you're listening, yeah. you should know who this is as well. Or else you really don't know Madrid at all. And that's why you're probably listening to learn about them. But obviously, it's Sergio Ramos. It has to be Sergio Ramos. One of them. Yeah. Mr. 9248, man. Yeah! Like, I was watching that game and... Oof. Yeah, he's in the team. I don't even think... I think any, every Madrid fan can agree that Sergio Ramos is, as you said, El Capitan. He's... If you were to pick a player, I think that perfectly represents Real Madrid, it's Sergio Ramos, in my, in my personal opinion. I think he is... Yeah. He's one of the... He's the greatest Madrid centre-back of all time. And in my opinion, the greatest... Uh, you know, that's up for debate. But no, say it, say it, say it. Please. I agree with I, you, so say it. For me, I'd say he's at least top three defenders of all time. Yes. But you can definitely make the case that he is the best defender of all time. Agreed. In my opinion. I would also argue, to kind of make it a bit lighter, y'all, a, less, a lesser... Um, argument to, to bear, which is that I think of the recent generation, of his generation, he's the best defender, in my opinion. Oh, of this generation, 100%. Yeah. I don't even think there's a debate. Yeah, I'd say him, and I mean, I don't, again, forget the Chelsea bias, because I don't even think he's been excellent, that excellent. He's a great player. Of course, he is, Thiago Silva. But I would only put up Thiago Silva potentially, as if he had won the Champions League a couple times himself, or even if he wins the World Cup. Yeah. I might have to say, yo, like, this is something to consider, because Thiago Silva, I know you'd agree, is an excellent defender as well, so... He is, yes, he is. He's a very good defender, especially considering his age. Exactly. Like, he's gone aged like a fine wine, as they say. No, for real, man, for real. And speaking of fine wine, another another centre-back that I think you're probably going to say, if I get this wrong, that I don't know you, which will make me sad, because I feel like I do know your Madrid takes. We used to speak about them literally for three, four hours on end, you know, every day at school. Yeah. So, But I'm assuming yeah. it's probably the Portuguese man himself, the bald Portuguese man, is it? Oh, Pepe. Yes. Oof. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna. I can't lie. That's a little tough. Really? I, it's either between him or Fren, Fernando Herrero, in my opinion. My guy's because naming Fernando, legends he's never watched play. Don't do that, Diego. I know that's true. Like, I didn't watch him play, but just from looking at his stats, okay. I guess if we're basing it off people I've seen play, then yeah, I'd have to go Pepe. Mm, agreed. But. Well, of course, yeah. all time, all time, yes, definitely Fernando here. Right? All, you, time, all yeah. time, but yeah, I guess if we're going off what I've seen, like who I've seen play, then yeah, Pepe yeah, for Madrid, yeah. In there. Mm. I think Varane and Pepe is like, like you can have a debate on which. You like, know, you know, I don't rate Varane, Diego. What's that, sir? I don't rate the. I don't rate Varane. You know what? I I actually do. I thought I matured. He was good. Just his last two seasons, he. I don't know what happened. I think his hunger uh, kind Faded. of dwindled, yeah. especially you know after that seventeen eighteen season where he won the World Cup and Champions League for the uh, fourth time. Yeah, sorry, World Cup and then winning the fourth Champions yeah, League. Yeah, his fourth Champions League. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think maybe his hunger just wasn't as good no. or wasn't as high as mm-hmm. as it, it used, used to, be. to. Right? Definitely. Like I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to keep your hung, like your drive for the game when you've won that many Champions Leagues. Right. Definitely. So especially when, his age. He's pretty young. He's what, like 26, 27 now, Brian? Uh, I think he's approaching 28. Okay, there you are. He's or 29. Yeah, okay. But yeah, anyways, he's still in his 20s. He's not like, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not uh, Thiago Silva in, at 38. Yeah. So, you know, so he's in an earlier part of his career. And you're right. It is hard to keep up that motivation when you've achieved nearly everything <clears throat> any player would want to achieve at any point in their career so early, you know? But the reason why I say <clears throat> I, I don't really rate him as highly is simply because I like valuing, I value defenders that can play well no matter who, who they're playing next to. I think that's really important for me as someone who watches defenders. Like, do you need a partner to play well or can you be good on your own? And I'm going to be so real with you. The Sergio Ramos is like the John Terry to like Gary Cahill, bro. And it's a really weird comparison, yeah. but you know what I mean. John Terry, again, yeah. you'll agree, legend of the game, centre-back. Sergio Ramos, same thing. And whoever, Diego, you and I could play next to Sergio Ramos and we'd look like ballers because of how good the guy we're playing next to is. 
yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to take anything <laughs> away from Moran, exactly. but that's what I'm saying. That's where my mind goes. I'm like, yes, he's a good defender. Don't get me twisted. He's a good defender. But Ramos really was just. What more can you ask for when you have this guy next to you? Like, are you gonna play like? Are you gonna play like shit today? You're probably not going to with Ramos right next to you. Yeah. But I, I wanted to go on to to left back really quickly. Yeah. Um, as well, I think. I mean, you have options like Fabio Coentrao. Uh, you have Marcelo. Obviously, I don't know if you really rate for Alan Mendy recently. I mean, he's related to the other fraud Mendy that we don't talk about. So I don't know if you do. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that other Mendy. Yeah, yeah. An absolute villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, um, um, yeah. I, I think for me, if I was picking based on knowing you, I think you probably would say Marcelo. I think you probably would pick Marcelo as your as your favorite left back at Madrid, at least on time level, on time left back. I think it's Marcelo, just with how he would play. Um, sorry, um, with how he would play. Right, so he could be a good defensive left back when he needed to, but obviously, you know, he was more of the run down the field, dribble through two, three players, get across and link up with Ronaldo really well. Oh. He oh, he just man. had that Braz- Brazilian flair, you know, like he was. The re- reincarnated like Roberto Carlos. That's what he was, <laughs> pretty much. No, Not, I wouldn't say as good though. Roberto Carlos was a different breed, even though I never got to see him play. But just well, what yeah. I've heard about other people say about him, yeah. his stats, and how much like what a legacy, like what legacy he left. Like, yeah, it's. I would say it's a toss up between Marcelo and Roberto Carlos, but definitely. Yeah, I, I would say Mar- Marcelo just because obviously that's who I saw play. Mm-hmm. He I was would at the peak of his powers. Oh my! It's like Thanos. Bro. He had all the Infinity Stones in his hand. Exactly, man. <laughs> and this that, guy, going? this guy changed reality. That's <laughs> he put you into the Matrix, bro, and not not the political one. We're talking about the real Matrix, like the, you know Neo, like yeah, exactly. bending over from the dodging bullets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna exactly. just gonna add to what you said because I think this is really key. For you and I, because I know you probably like the same thing that I like. I was a, I am a huge Ronaldo fan. For me, he's always going to be my god. I've said this from the dawn of time. You and I used to agree with this from hours on end again. And I remember watching Madrid and seeing the connection between Marcelo and Ronaldo, which you probably like just as much as I do. And I said to myself, like, this reminds you of the Messi, Danny Alves, but it's a similar thing at Madrid with Ronaldo and, Me- and Marcelo. That constant, 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 constant connection. The kind of instantaneous, mm-hmm. tele- you know, telepathic understanding that Ronaldo's going to be here in this area looking for a cross, looking for a pass. They make that one-two connection and boom goals happen instantly so i love that about the marcelo ronaldo combo yeah yeah no they were i missed that trio or duo sorry they were just yeah they were a different breed man that's what it was like truly truly when they like times were tough in the game you could tell like they were just something like the team as a whole because they just knew when to turn it on but especially those two yeah they really had a special marcelo loved the club yeah, especially That's a, what I really respected. Mm-hmm. You could tell he played, he played with his heart on the sleeve. Like Madrid meant a lot to him. Still does probably, but especially when he was there, yeah. obviously. So, yeah, I think it's obvious. I mean, this team's going gonna, 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 gonna to start kind of scripting itself. I think in the midfield, you go on and say the two midfielders. I won't say it for you, but I think in my mind, it's obvious who you're oh. going to say. So you, who's your midfield three or your midfield DM or whatever? Give me one of the midfielders that you'd put in your all-time 11. Well, I think it has to be the trio, right? Boy! Casemiro. Like, no, what about Lasana? That, what about Lasana Diara, bro? What about uh, you know um, Jabi Alonso? Uh, what about uh, what's the name? Uh, Sen. What about? Um, I think you know Sam Kadir, Jabi Alonso, yeah, Diara. Like as you're saying, like all of them were great midfielders for Madrid, especially you know like in the early days. But I think once Casemiro came into that team and Zidane was the manager. That's when things just turned around, I think, for Madrid as a team as a whole. Because I would always say, apart from that time when Jose Mourinho was manager in like mainly the 2011-12 season, defensively, Madrid, Madrid were always not known for their defensive abilities. Right? They're always vulnerable, I found, personally, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, but I think once Casemiro came into that lineup, just something about Madrid, our whole game as a whole just was raised instantly he could and yeah instantly like as soon as he integrated him into the team when he took over mm-hmm. he realized because he, he has a famous quote yeah where Claude McAuley left 
and he said to Florentino Perez, taking him is like taking the engine out of the Ferrari. The Ferrari is useless without an engine, right? Of course. Like, that's basically what Claude McAlealy was back then to Real Madrid. And then he replaced him with Beckham. No disrespect to Beckham, but he's not a DM. <laughs> like, and you know, no, no just, he's not. Yeah, like, he's not a DM. And you can tell Madrid just suffered as a whole. Like, they're great going forward. They're probably one of the best in the world. But just defensively, you know, like, the team just didn't click. Yeah. There's no balance. Let, let That's them, what Casemiro brought to Madrid mm-hmm. was balance. Agreed. And, and Xavi Alonso was great, like I said, but yeah, like I think it's clear. Casemiro's in there with Tony Kroos and Luka Modric. Not uh, Nuri Shaheen? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I totally forgot that. Man played for Madrid. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of all the random random guys I know that I've that I've used to know that played for Madrid that you know only really were paying attention to the the subs the, sub, the substitute maybe like Danny Ceballos you know Isco of this world etc. Yeah, but no, I agree. With yeah, you. I, well, I don't think it's debatable that it's, it's mid for three you mentioned. But yeah. yeah, I will say though, Isco from 2016 to 18, different breed, bro. That's all I gotta say. All I'm gonna he say is he's honestly, one of the best players like, in the world. He was one of the best players in the world again, Diego. He was. He yeah. was. He. Oh, he was just magic. He was. Oh yeah. He was amazing to watch. Wow. But yeah, my midfield trio has to be Kroos and Modric and Casemiro. Of course, of course, of course. I want that. That only makes sense. Oh wait, you forgot Mesut Ozil. Uh, you got to take everything into account. I think firstly. Okay. Like, you know, accolades, the style of play. Mm-hmm, the way like Casemiro has this perfect saying as well with um, or Cas- or Tony Kroos. When Tony Kroos, or when Tony Kroos wants Real Madrid to play slow, he controls, basically he controls the play, right? Yeah. Like, he dictates how the team's going to play. If he wants us to play faster, he's going to tell us, and he's going to move the ball faster, and the Madrid team just knows, and they click like that. Or if he wants them to slow down, you know, say they're up 2-0, they need to just control the game. He takes charge, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think any midfielder in the world can do that. I agree. I, 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 no, at least not as well as he can. I think there's elements of their game yeah. that might be able to, but the consistent yeah. level of in any competition, any opposition you're playing yeah. against, he does it repeatedly, like with success, a high level of success. Yeah. That's very and true. Then, yeah, and then Luka Modric. Well, is there any words to describe? No, him? no, no. Just the goal no. against Chelsea last season already told me what I. It told me what I knew already when he's at Tottenham. I already knew how good he was back then. And then the move to yeah. Real Madrid, which I knew was going to be a good move. He was a bit shaky at first. And people saying, oh, let's sell Modric. That's why I hate football fans nowadays. They're so fickle and stupid. But it is what it is. Yeah. Let's sell Bowman Modric. A, he's not yeah, good Bowman enough. Worse, yeah, Diego, he's, he needs to leave. Send him back to Stoke City in England. Let him play Tuesday nights at the Bet365. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... No, he had a rough first season. But I, was, I always like to give players at least two seasons, you know? Like, that's why with Hazard's first season, I was like, okay, you know, maybe he'll turn it around. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, he's just been injured. And mm-hmm. and crippled with, with lack of game time and then injury. And then play, Vinicius playing as well as he's had has also displaced him. Just and then Valverde else. coming into the mix. Exactly. Like, Adding himself to the front line as well as the defense. Like, it just... And the midfield. Yeah. Marco Asensio oh, showing up when he exactly. needs to as well. Even Rodrigo, the gauche, who I really like that youngster. I think he could leave Madrid, actually, and become the next Vinicius somewhere else. That's another conversation you and I can have. But you may yeah. not want to hear that. But genuinely, I think he's that talented, Rodrigo. I really do. Oh, but, he um, is. He's, yeah. Florentino Perez knows how to spot out the Brazilians. If you know I mean. <laughs> yeah, he has, a, he has a bit of a stronghold. Endrick is next. Yeah. Chelsea won him. Madrid won him. PSG won him. Endrick is the next yeah. one, you know? Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the front three since we're talking about attackers, actually. I think that makes more sense. This front three, I'm really interested in what you have to say. Because there's literally many, there's really a lot of options to choose from here. I think yeah. one of them uh, one of them is obvious. The other two, I don't yeah. know so much. But go on. Yeah, well, well okay, of course, Ronaldo. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like, that's not even a debate. Like, Are you sure? Are you sure? I He's in the all-time level. Regardless, you sure? he's, you sure? he's, he's Madrid's best player. Yeah, I agree with that. Of all time, there's no debate. He's won the most Ballon d'Or, scored the most goals, Champions League winner um, five times. He's won the Champions League. He, I still remember after he lost that semifinal against Bayern, 2011 mm-hmm. yep. 12. He says he owes the Real Madrid fans a Champions League, and he went on to win four for them. That like, yeah, 
he spoke it into existence, you know, like mm-hmm. he said, he, he needs, yeah, we don't even need to go into it. He's in the team. Yeah, um, it's obvious. In terms of striker, that has to be the one and only man, Mercedes. <laughs> Big Ben, yeah. Benz! Um, yeah, he, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I can't lie. I never thought he should have been, like, you know, that he needed to be sold or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, my, um, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? My, um, uh, Patience, sorry, yeah, there, there, there it is. My mm. patience with him was running very thin after that 2017-18 season. I know he got that goal in the final, but like, yeah, he, and he scored in the semifinal against Bayern Munich as well. Mm-hmm. But just overall as a whole, his goal scoring was not. It was, it was honestly laughable. But at the same time, I knew that he was in the team for a reason because the Dan knew he brought more to the table than just goals. Exactly. And I'd say apart from. Apart from Suarez, I'd say Benzema's up there is one of the greatest strikers of this generation. Agreed. Okay. Personally, for me, I mean Lewandowski, he's he's good. But I, <laughs> he's, I good. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's a great good. player, obviously. But for me personally, I think Benzema is just another level. You think he's clear? Oh, fair. And yeah, of course, everyone's going to say, "Oh, look at the amount of goals he scored." Not everything's about goals. It's all about the eye test, in my opinion. That's like that's one thing I will say. As I've matured and gotten older, is it's more about the eye test and not statistics. You know, like especially you would know it when we were in high school. I was always always pulling up the goals, assists, goal contributions. Like mm-hmm. it's like no XG like, per game. Of course, XG it, yeah, like of course, all that matters, mm-hmm. but. It's, it's about watching, like, with your eyes, right? Like, seeing what they do. Like, Benzema was, he was still a threat, so he just, oh, he knew what to do. He was a great hold-up player. He let Ronaldo be free and do his thing. Like, obviously, I think, you know, everyone played their role in that 3 P team. But I think, you know, oh, it's so hard because you can't say, oh, without him, they would still win. Like, no, I don't think if, ben, if Benzema wasn't in that team, they wouldn't have won the 3 P. Same goes for, like, Ronaldo, Ramos, Killer Navas. Like, it goes for every player in that team. But, yeah, like, it, I think it just shows to how prolific he was in that 3 P. you know? Like, Definitely. he was – and then, of course, the trio BBC. Like, that was <laughs> – <Definitely, yeah. laughs> Greatest trio. Well, one of the greatest. Yeah. No, MSN sure. is up there as well, but – Does that mean your striker is Benzema and your right winger is um, is Bale? Uh, Di Maria, Jose Callejon, Lu- Lucas Vasquez, Valverde, Jesse Rodriguez, Rodrigo de Gauche, Asensio. Yeah, you're, you're naming all these players, I think. <laughs> Again, if we're just basing it off players, I've seen them bailed in there. Mm-hmm, I agree. I think so, too. And I think he gets too much stick. Yes, I agree. I've, yeah, I'm yeah. actually one of those Madrid fans where I feel like he was disrespected way too much. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. He scored when he needed to. He scored I, the greatest goal in Champions League final history. Yeah, you got that one. You got 2014 when he scored the winner. Yes. To make it 2-1 um, against Atletico. Um, yeah, like he always showed up when he needed. He was unlucky with injuries. I think when it came with him versus Ronaldo, Ronaldo was obviously clear. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the reason why Zidane left as well, right? Like, Paris sold Ronaldo when Zidane clearly said, I want Ronaldo, not Gareth Bale. Yeah. And we all we all know how that panned out with Bale for the rest of his Real Madrid career. Yep, um, that's not what happened after that. Zidane didn't play him, but I will say Zidane did give him his chances. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. At the beginning of that 2019-20 season, it was a fresh slate. Zidane started him. He started off well. He got a goal, I remember, against Celta Vigo on opening day. He scored. I think he got an assist as well. He was playing well, and he was playing consistently, and then got injured, came back, and then just something happened. He lost it. He didn't seem like he wanted to play. Or then when he did, he was shit, in my opinion. He mm-hmm. just didn't perform. Um, but overall, I'd say when he when it did matter most, he's shown up and, yeah, he's the Welsh dragon, you know, as I say. <laughs> I know I was kind of just shitting on him there, but he is one of the Jurt's greatest players of all time. Okay. But I think an honorable mention has to be Angel Di Maria. Yes. He, he, uh, he was 
what can I say about him, right? Like, he was literally the perfect Jose Mourinho player in a counter-attacking system, I think. That guy was a demon. A player possessed, genuinely, genuinely. I say he's one of the most underrated players of all time. I've said that before. I still think he is. He always will be. Oh, yes. He's won something in the national team. Uh, He's a Copa America. He's won the Champions League. Mm -hmm. He's won many league titles. The only time he didn't perform as a player was at Man United. But to be honest, I think it was just wrong timing. But who who does who, who goes to United and, and plays well? I don't know. Not many big players do. Memphis didn't. He didn't. It's, the list is, is very is very very long. Yeah, I think Van yeah, Hal didn't. What, you say, say something about Van Hal? No, I was just saying with Van Hal as manager. Like mm-hmm. I think that was just a terrible mix with his style of play and what he wanted to do. Agreed. Because that was the first se- or second season post Fergie, right? So Man United probably thought, oh, we need to make a marquee sign. Yeah. And Di Maria wanted to leave. Everyone knew that. And yeah, he went to Man United, and well, the rest is history for yeah, that. So exactly, you know, I think I, yeah, he's an honorable mention. But definitely. yeah, that's Bale, Benzema. It's basically <laughs> it's basically the Madrid team that won the championship. Yeah, 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 you could just say that. You know, I'm gonna say so. Let's yeah. go. Let's go from back to front really quickly. You had Casillas in net. You had Carvajal at right yeah. back. Ramos, Pepe in defense. You had Marcelo at left back. In DM, you had, mm-hmm. in the midfield, you had Casemiro, who I think is obvious. I think he's one of the best players to ever play in that position, at least in the last 15 years, in my opinion. Modric, who I think who is... Who was it, sir? Oh. Casemiro. Uh, I think Casemiro is one oh, of the Casemiro. best. Casemiro, oh, yeah. One of the best DMs I've ever seen. He's one of the best DMs of all time. No, no, seriously. He's, he's really, really a good player. I, I really, really rate him. I really do. I don't read him at United now, but that's, again, a different story for a different day. But anyways... Then you have Modric, who I think is, again, one of the best players. But Ballon d'Or is winner for a reason. I don't really rate the Ballon d'Or, but he won it for a reason. Modric is that good. Uh, Cruz, yeah. I think, is one of the most underrated players of his position, especially what he does in the Madrid team. It's very useful, like you said. Ronaldo, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Diego, let's move on. Striker, same thing with Benzema. I'm not yeah. going to say anything. I think Benzema is, again, one of the most underrated players of all time. I really, again, do, do yeah. truly believe that. And then Bale, Di Maria, you can pick your choose, pick your poison. They're both excellent for Madrid at, at periods of time when they're there. So, Yeah. Definitely. Let's move on. I wanted to ask you about your uh, your thoughts on Real Madrid in the Champions League this season. Obviously, you know, you guys have been doing very well. Obviously, barring the loss against Leipzig in the group stage, which you probably don't care about. The, 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 uh, so called? the group yeah. has already decided. The, uh, the table has already decided. But you're playing against Liverpool. Walk me through that. Talk me through that. How do you feel about your tie against Liverpool? Are you, are you confident? Are you not confident? Are you afraid? Are you you're ready to go out and just, you know, batter them? Batter yeah. them? You think you're going to do the same thing you did to them in the final last season and in years past as well? Uh. You know what, like, I got to give Liverpool their credit as much as I hate them. In the Champions League, they've been good this year. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough tie. And, of course, you know, no more away goals, which, personally, for me, I always like the away goal. Oh, Diego. Like, I, for me, I liked it. But at the same time, like, I get why they got rid of it. Um, I don't know. I found it added that, like, extra pressure for the teams to perform. Because nowadays, a lot of teams can just sit back. And you know, soak up pressure like, for 90 minutes. Yeah, right? and then and nil-nil, and then be like, okay, there you go, that's a success. But if you're playing away from home, like, and that away goal has extra value, then mm-hmm. forces teams to actually play. Yeah, come on and do something. Every every 90 anyways, minutes matters something, means something, sir. Yeah, anyways, yeah, two legs against Liverpool. Mm. Um, I don't know, I think it depends on which Madrid wants to show up and which players Ancelotti will select. Like, it's Benzema going to be fit in time. Of course, it's in February, which is good, because I know Benzema has been injured for quite a bit this season. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say is good is that Tony Kroos will be rested a lot, having not going to the World Cup this year. Yeah. Which is, I'm kind of happy about. I heard, I saw some reports that apparently Hansi Flick in Germany were trying to get him to return to the national team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, yeah. Don't know why they tried to do that. Stupid. Very stupid. Especially um, his age. His yeah. Bonus. Yeah. You can definitely tell he cares about Madrid because he's trying to prolong his career. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and Steam. Just speak for them. Yeah. Back to the tie. I think we're going to win. Yeah? I think it all depends on how the first leg goes. Okay. I think if... Yeah. It's really tough because Liverpool are a good side. As much as, like I said, I hate them, mm-hmm. I have to give them their credit. They always... Especially Jurgen Klopp, he always seems to know how to play against Madrid. Yes, that's true. We saw it again um, last year as well. But I agree that I think yeah. Madrid. I think Madrid will beat Liverpool personally. I think they'll beat them though. I think if all the players are healthy for Madrid, yeah, 
I think, yeah, Madrid will win. If, if Valverde plays like Valverde, scoring a screamer from outside the box, like he seems to do every game nowadays. The nice oh, I think he'll in. have a field day again with Robertson. Yeah, he's going to stay in. Robertson, he, and no, I think I, neither have I, Diego. I never have. I don't read either one of their fullbacks, Trent or Robertson. Neither of them. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. man, I'm waffling now. Two quick questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite Madrid coach of all time? Oh, that's tough. Jose Mourinho. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. You know, I'm in big trouble if I speak. Uh, Jose, you got... Don Carlo. Uh, Carlo, yeah, Zidane. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, not even, uh, I'm not even going to mention Rafa Benitez. <laughs> no, no, mention him, please. Pellegrini, Pellegrini to the guy that won the, the league with Manchester City. Manuel, Manuel Pellegrini, the current Betis coach. Yeah. Madrid legend. Then there's Lopetegui. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, it's between I think Ancelotti and Zidane, in my opinion, personally. As much as I loved Jose Mourinho, I think the way he went out, it kind of ruined his legacy at Madrid. Legacy as a whole at Madrid, mm-hmm. and I think it's just more the fact that when he left Inter to go to Madrid, a piece of him died. I think personally, that's what it was. Wow. When he left Inter, a piece of him died, and he wasn't, and it. I think when you coach a team like Madrid or even Barcelona, like Pep said it himself, he was burnt out, right, when he left. Yes. He had to take a year off. I think when you play those type of teams, it does something. Or when you coach those teams, mm-hmm. it does something to you. It's just the Spanish media is relentless. Yeah, they are um, ridiculous, man. Jeez. The standards of those two clubs. Um, yeah, I think... I think Zidane is probably my favorite coach, to be honest. Because even when he came back the second stint, he managed to win everything but the Champions League. Mm. And during that 21-22 season. Yeah. Or no, sorry, the 2020-21 season. Yeah, he won the league. um, No, he lost the league. But Madrid had so many. It was the 2019-20 season. Yes, the one just before. His his first full season back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the second the second season though, where they lost the league by like on the last day on by one point, and he left like that season. Something about it, he there. Madrid had seventy plus injuries that year, and he still made the Champions League semifinal. Yeah, and almost won the league. Yeah, I'm sorry. That. If any other coach was in his position, they would have like barely made top four, crashed out of the round of sixteen. Like, mm-hmm. on been been on the brink of a sacking. Defense would have been out. Yeah, like. Yeah, like I think any other coach in that position would have had a very hard time managing that Madrid team because it was a different lineup every game. Literally, like it was. Yeah. No, I hear you. I think Zidane's a good pick. And for your I ambitions, it, yeah. No, go on. Sorry, I need to cut you off. No, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. I think it's Zidane as much as I love Carlo. Yeah, you have to pick Zidane. Uh, Zizou. It's Zidane. Yeah. Zizou. And for your ambitions this season for Real Madrid, what would you say those are? I mean, again, this is probably a very rhetorical question. Oh, we want to win the league, Stephen. We want to win the Copa del Rey. We want to win the Supercopa de España. We want to win the Champions League. You know, we want to win the... What's it called? Yeah. The, the Joao Gamper trophy you get that Barca seem to win every single year for some stupid reason. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, stupid made-up friendly. Yeah, that they get, they, get, they get a glorified trophy for at the, at the camp. No, and the fans are clapping and crying like they won the Champions League themselves, which they're, they're never going to do for at least another 10 years. Or like how they're celebrating being five points clear, even though it's only November. <laughs> yes, and the fact that we all know the inevitable is happening is going to happen very soon. But anyways, Diego, like, like I said, Barca, yeah. are, Barca are in the mud! They're in the mud, yeah. mate. They're in the mud. I can't lie. They've been good this year, but I think it's when it's came to when it came to or when it's when the time has come for them to play against top oppositions, they've struggled. I.e. Bayern Munich, I.e. Inter Milan. Although, although like they, there are some robberies there. Agreed. agreed. Whether you wanted to say agreed, 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 agreed. They Inter. happened or not, um, and then Real Madrid as well. El Clasico. Like, yes, sir. They've struggled. They haven't performed. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes. A lot of their players are going to the World Cup. So we'll see how fatigued they are. Same with Real Madrid, though. Um, I would say, look, obviously I want to win the Champions League every year. But for me, just making the semifinal is the bare minimum for okay. me personally. Okay. I'd rather lose in a semifinal than a final. Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed, agreed, agreed. But yeah, so I, I'd i say I'm happy with the semifinal for Real Madrid okay. in the Champions League. Even if, obviously I want to win. But semifinal is what I'd be content with. For me, I want more league dominance. You know, I want to win the league and I want to win the Copa del Rey. That should be, especially the Copa del Rey. The last time we won it was 2013-14. Wow! My ball knowledge is limited, Diego. Jeez. 
I didn't even know that. That must be new news yeah. to the people listening to. I know they probably didn't. They, they, they definitely did not know that either. If I didn't know that, I never. I didn't even know that. That's, that's been a while. There's a season when they won La Decima. Like that was mm. the last time they won it. By the way, you know, I want to say as a football fan, that's one of my favorite moments of all time. Seeing Ramos scoring that because I, I really don't like Atletico Madrid. I never have. I've never been at. I have never been. <laughs> oh, bro. I have never when been I saw Atletico. Crash out this year. I was dying. I knew you were smiling. I knew you were smiling from ear to ear, Diego. I know you couldn't. You couldn't help but laugh to yourself, could you? Yeah, and then of course when Ronaldo scored the hat trick for Juve in the round of sixteen. Yeah, or was it the quarterfinals? No, round of sixteen. Yeah, when they were down two 0 at the one uh, Atletico uh, Madrid's home mm. stadium. There, uh, I can't even say the full name. It's just so long. Anyways, but they're down two 0 and all the Atletico fans are like Ronaldo, Ronaldo, cry back to Italy, and then, you know, talking, <laughs> all that crap. And then Ronaldo's leaving, showing five on his fingers because he's won the Champions League five times, right? Mm-hmm. And then scores a hat trick the next game, and then they crash out. Oh, that was beautiful to me. I love that. No, it was really cool. Especially he told his but, family too he'd score a hat trick in the next game, the game the day after. Yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, he said he'd score, and he did it. Which, I was yeah. Like, yeah, even more respectful to show um, that this is the goat. But yeah, but yeah, the Copa del Rey in the league is what I, I want. More league dominance now. Okay, personally. more domestic success. I, I hear that. Yeah, domestic success. Yeah, is, yeah, the best way to put it. Agreed. Okay, um, so then uh, the last two things of the episode, the final, the, the penult, English, the penultimate thing is, what is your favorite moment? And again, you probably have many to choose from, so this will be difficult. But what was your favorite moment as a Real Madrid fan so far, or just you know in general since you started supporting the club? Oof. Uh, there's, like you said, there's been many, but I think without a doubt, it has yeah. to be the La Decima yes. winning that tenth one. Like it, it, it eluded Madrid for so long, right? And then, like when I was reading up about it, when I, I was first getting into Madrid, like like that 2011-12 season, that is the greatest Madrid team of all time not to win something. Agreed, or not to win the Champions League. Sorry, agreed. Because um, they won the league. Um, but yeah, like when they lost in that semifinal, I genuinely thought, I don't know when we'll win it again. Really? Or when we had when we had a chance. Or when we would have the chance to win it. Like I knew we would always make the semifinal, but like it just seemed like we were getting stuck there all the time. And then that season Jose Mourinho like crafted the perfect team. And then they lost to Byron on penalties, right? Yes. Like Ronaldo missed, Pepe missed, I think, and it was Ramos. I know it was Ronaldo and Ramos that both missed, but I don't know who the third no. person was. But I know he missed, I think, th- three penalties. Mm. But I'm sorry, but if Madrid, if that Madrid team won and then played Chelsea in the final, it would have been a field day for Madrid, in my opinion. Easy. I, don't I think, think that Chelsea- they would have schooled us. That Chelsea team was depleted and terrible yeah. at the time. We had a couple legends, obviously Lampard and whatever, but the core of the team wasn't there. And it's not a Chelsea yeah. team. I would tell you, as a Chelsea fan, I would definitely not tell bro, you. Yeah, Brian Bertrand starting in midfield. Bro, I think he's that a, says it. Bro, like, chill. He's, he's a, <laughs> yo, come on, Diego. He's, he's a Southampton legend, bro. He was there when they lost nine nil. He's a Southampton legend. Well, Dickerson, I want to give oh, some yeah. more context really quickly, Diego, to what you just said about the 2011-2012 team. They had Esteban Granero and, and Alton Top. Now, these are Donnies of Real Madrid folklore. Only the real guys know. I know you know who these guys are. That Madrid team was elite, 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 elite. Yeah, that team was something else. Kaka. Yeah, going back Kaka to the favorite crazy, moment, though, as well, sir. Let that seem up. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of getting a tattoo on my fingers, 92-48. Wow. Because it's... Such a special moment. But yeah, going back to that team. Yeah, Kaká, Nazan Ozil, Hengel Di Maria, Ronaldo, Benzema, mm. Higuain. Yes, I see, Mar- I see Alvaro Martino here, you know, the, before he became big. Yeah, him. Uh, Casillas was still peak pow- like peak of his power. Yes, man. Oh, my. This Ramos team is with the long, greasy hair. Yeah, like when, he, when he had the, yes, the right back Ramos, uh, who I used to really, really like. Yeah, what Pepe, squad. Marcelo, Fabio Contral. Yeah, um, man. Like I said, Sahin earlier, you said Kadira. <laughs> Yo, man, don't disrespect these guys, man. Yeah. These are these I guys. Can, I used I to, yeah, Xavi Alonso. Yes, Kadira. yes. Like, yeah. I know for people listening thinking, why are you so obsessed with the team, Steven? I'll give you guys some really quick background. When I first started playing FIFA on my Xbox 360 a while ago, it went, obviously a while ago, that's when 2011 was. But I, the first team I used Diego in that game, you can take a guess who it was. It was Madrid. 
It's like FIFA 11, yeah, FIFA 12, whatever. And I used to abuse Ronaldo. That's like green, green Mercurial Ronaldo. If you know, you know. Green and black Mercurial yeah. Ronaldo was a different breed. So I'd abuse Ronaldo and I put Iguain up top next to Benzema. Played this four, like this weird diamond 4-4-2. And I used to rip through teams on, um, I think it was like some career more something I used to do back at the time. And it'd be the, fu- the, the most fun thing I'd, I'd ever done at the time. So that's why I love the team. This is hey, a it's sick, isn't it, bro? If, if you know, you know. Bro, people always hated on me for that. And I just go, they're like, oh, how can you only play career mode? Ultimate team towards that. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We're not running. I find ultimate team so overrated. Extremely. And actually, really quick little segue or a little quick little snippet. I will be doing a FIFA based episode very soon with your boy, actually, Diego, Matt Vita. So shout out Matt Vita. He'll be coming on. <laughs> we'll be doing that. So. My man, Matt Vita. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> When we come back from the break, the final break, we'll be we're doing a quick little Real Madrid trivia, and that will be the end of this Everything Real Madrid episode with Diego, the true Madridista. Soon. And now, ladies and gentlemen, on to the trivia section of the Everything About Blank series. This is the episode I'll say about Real Madrid. Diego, I have three questions ranging in levels of difficulty from, you know, easy to kind of a bit more difficult when you get to the last question. Also, a bonus question just in case you don't get the, the three questions I ask you correct back to back to back. Right. Let's start off with pressure. question number one. I mean, don't feel too pressured. If you don't know this answer, which I think you will, because you seem like somebody who really knows Madrid fairly well, so I expect you to know this. What year was Real Madrid founded? I have four options. Is it A, 1912? B, 1922, C, 1932, or D, 1902? Oof. Uh, that's oof. Give me a moment here. That's fine. Take <laughs> your time. Um, sorry, what were the options? 1912, 1922, 1932, and 1902. I'm going to give you a quick little hint because I'm kind, and I actually studied Spanish Oh, yeah, history. no, no, it's 1902. Okay, forget my hint, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Are you locking no, no, that in? Are you like, locking that in? Yeah, no, yeah, 1902. I was like thinking for a second. I was like, wait, was it the first one? 1912? No, no, no. <laughs> I need to trip you out there. Oh, good, good. That's the whole point. All right, that's not yeah. point number one. I mean, one for one so far. Got to give you some credit. That's good. Yes, correct. The answer is, is 1902. Yeah. Um, second question is, this one, I think you'd know this because you're the kind of guy to know this weird stat, but how many penalties did Ronaldo score for Real Madrid? Is it A, 28, B, 72, C, 79, or D, 85? Ooh. It's one of the last two options, actually, because I know he has scored quite a bit of penalties. (laughs) (laughs) So you're eliminating 28 and 72? You want a 50-50 on that? Meaning, you want me to eliminate them? Okay, yeah, then yes. I think it was was 79 was one of the options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 79. Yeah, I knew it. How do you know oh, wait, this, is that man? The that is the answer. Yes, you're right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 79. It's because, bro, I saw a breakdown the other day of all his goals, and I was like, yo, that's his blood. What kind of like, bait question great. is this? Oh, I'm a terrible host, man. Yo, someone t- kick me out my own <laughs> podcast. What the hell? No, no, I knew it was 79, though, because I know he, look, people love to say Penaldo, but it's a part of the game, right? Like, I think if you score a penalty, it's. You're a baller for that. Agreed. Like, it takes Agreed. a lot of skill. Lot it's, of it's, it's not as it, Diego, you and I have taken them many times, both of us, once against each other or as a joke at the park and also just in our own lives. We know how difficult yeah. they can be to take them. It's not You don't just wrap them in every time you shoot them. We've seen many players. Yeah, exactly. Times, you know? That's all the you know, casuals nowadays, I'd say. Like, I oh, penalties that. are a free goal. It's like, no, no, they're no. not. They're really not. They're really not. And then this Anyways. one, I mean, actually, this is the question I'll ask you. I have a bit more of a tricky one. I think you'll know this because you know you're about, you seem to be a really, really dedicated Madrid guy. So who missed the penalty for Atletico Madrid against Real Madrid the second time they played each other? I think it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Or <laughs> one front. Ah, I'm gonna give you, I was going to give you options, you know. I was going to give you options. Oh, I don't, I don't even need the options. I remember watching that final. <laughs> That's Bro, your I boy, isn't it? praying to God. I remember praying to God when Griezmann had the penalty. Like, in the regular time, I was like, please, God, please let this man miss. And then he missed. He skied it. It hit the crossbar. I literally was screaming on top of my lungs. Yeah, no, it was one friend that missed a penalty to cause Madrid to, you know, let Ronaldo take the final penalty and get that lovely finish. And, yeah, rest is history. <laughs> yes, it is. Well said, man. Well said. Yeah. This, ladies and gentlemen, has been everything about Real Madrid. 
with the realest of real Madridistas, I think I should ask some questions that are much more difficult than what I just asked him. However, it is what it is. Diego, thank you very much for coming on and being such a lovely guest. I really appreciate you giving your all your insights on this wonderful football club. Uh, thanks for having me, man. It was a good time. Was, I haven't had a proper footy discussion in a while. Really? All, all of my coworkers, you know, they don't, they don't really watch football apart from like one of my yeah what apart from one coworker he's australian good yeah. guy but he's an english fan so you know they're they have some questionable takes <laughs> <laughs> you question his ball knowledge you're not so certain <laughs> yeah 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 um I know and then yeah most of my friends don't really watch football so mm. so Definitely. I will yeah. I will be making sure actually I'll make sure I can I invite Diego as a collaborator collaborator on this episode. You will see it. Obviously Diego, you'll see you're in it. But people who want to yeah. know more about Diego, there you know, all this is, is in information stuff to talk to him. Send him a message about how much you love Madrid too, how much you hate Madrid, and how much you want Barca to beat Madrid if you're a Barca fan and etc. How much you hate Ronaldo, because he likes Ronaldo, or how much you hate you how much you don't want Portugal to win the World Cup because he's Portuguese, whatever. All of that stuff will be there. You can contact Diego if you like to read that. And I'm certain you have to to have some more conversations with you listeners as well. But for now, I have been your boy, The Don. Thank you guys very much for listening. I'll be back again in the very near future with more everything about series. Anything else you want to add, Diego? Any life advice you'd like to give to the people before we end this episode? Uh, No, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, man. That's perfectly fine. You don't need something every time. Don't worry. I like that. It's a good way to end it. All right. Thank you guys for listening again. (laughs) Deuces. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talk Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talk Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.